the path doesn't have to be straight. We have enough information that we can Value courage. You're listening to the We Get Real AF podcast, exploring the future with trailblazing women and girls in emerging tech, XR, AI, and futurism. Science and technology are reshaping our world at lightning speed. Engage in conversations that'll spark your curiosity and challenge what you thought possible. Inventing tomorrow starts now. And here are your hosts, Vanessa Alava and Sue Robinson. Welcome to the We Get Real AF podcast, everyone. I'm Vanessa Alava. And I'm Sue Robinson. Please, if you aren't already, go ahead and subscribe to the show and leave us some love on social media. You can follow us at, at We Get Real AF on all social media channels. Yes, indeed. And like we mentioned the last episode, Sue and I are going to be doing a lot more. Sue and Vanessa talk text and we're trying a lot of new things. Our technical director, Mitchell Mochado, is helping us get out a video on social media. So we're now on YouTube. And today we're trying some new live features on Twitch. So we're really excited about that and just playing. So we say thank you for bearing with us as you hear our little uh, nuances in the background of, of doing the podcast, but uh, we're really excited today to talk about an event that we're planning for October timeframe. It's called the Power Source Summit, Jailbreaking the Shortage of Women in Tech, along with some cool current event techs. Uh, information and things that are going on in the world of tech and science. Yes, we are very excited um, about the Power Source event. It will be a virtual event coming up this fall. As Vanessa mentioned, we're planning for the late October timeframe. And what it's going to be is um, an afternoon of connecting with some of the amazing women whom we have hosted on the We Get Really F podcast. So we have ladies who are experts in artificial intelligence and ethics, uh, women who work in aerospace, women who are app developers and founders, and they're going to be joining us and our listeners and our attendees at this event to just sort of talk about what their journey has been like uh, building careers in STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math, and STEAM, which is the A for arts thrown in there, um, how they've built their careers, what their advice is for women who are either just starting out in their professions or perhaps looking to change professions and get into some of those industries. Um, and, and we're going to even be taking a look at careers of the future that maybe don't even exist yet. So we're very, very excited about this event. We have 16 women speakers so far lined up and it's going to be a really great event. So stay tuned to learn more about that. We would love to have anybody who is within ear or eye shot to join us for that event this fall. Absolutely. We're always talking about the lack of women um, in these underrepresented spaces of science, technology, engineering, arts, and math, and would love to be part of the solution and building a pipeline. And this is our mission. The first step is obviously the podcast. The second step is actually putting events together that put people together, connecting them, uh, sharing resources, sharing knowledge, information, um, and just getting more conversations started to make that change that we want to see, that global change. Um, and then obviously we know that the exodus of the women <laughs> from the workforce last year with COVID-19 um, really just was a double whammy for, for, for all of us. So wanting to just change that narrative. Yeah. And also if you represent a company that is interested in supporting women in STEM, we are looking for sponsors for this event. Um, we have, um, again, amazing speakers lined up. These women are so accomplished in their careers. 
And the reason they're choosing to spend time with us that afternoon is because they want to pour their wisdom, their learnings into the next generation of of women coming down the pipeline behind them. So um, if you are with a company that might be interested in joining us as sponsors, please reach out to Sue at micdropcreative.com or Vanessa at micdropcreative.com. And micdrop is spelled M-I-C-D-R-O-P.com. We uh, have a great sponsorship package. It's an awesome investment opportunity for companies. So please think about that too. Yes, yes. And just to touch on Mic Drop Creative, if you didn't listen to the last episode over the last three to four weeks, Sue and I have officially become full-time entrepreneurs and we launched our own media company and we're really excited. Yes, our own little startup, (laughs) small but mighty, and just really excited to create more original content, empowering and amplifying um, underrepresented voices and just really telling uh, human-centric and purpose-driven brand stories. So um, if anyone out there would like to just uh, brainstorm on maybe original content, then pitch original content that they're working on, or if you're a brand and want to tell your story, uh, we would love to share it with everyone and help you ideate on that. So uh, a lot of exciting things in the pipeline that we're working on, hence thousand different tabs open in our brains and on our desktop. (laughs) Yeah. And just to um, add to that, we are doing video as well as audio content. We do written content, we do animations. uh, So we can help you with any really any kind of media content that you're thinking about. So please reach out to us. Yes, indeed. Um, Well, you know, Sue and I want to provide uh, value with our tech talks and we want to kind of do like this current events, what's going on in tech. So we have a few different things we want to chat about. Um, Sue, you had a couple articles that you had researched that were uh, very interesting. So let's start with one of yours. Yeah. So I was reading on Protocol, uh, which is a technology news site that Microsoft has come out with a patent and they come out with patents all the time and not all of them, you know, become actual products, but they're experimenting with parental controls in a new way. So their newest patent describes a way to set parental controls that use context clues as well as hard and fast rules. So for example, you might be able to allow your child to use Instagram, but not while they're driving a car or the system might help keep track of your kid's homework hours and then automatically allocate bonus YouTube time based on settings. So as parents, Vanessa and I, you know, are obviously, and many of you listening as well, very tuned into what parental controls are out there. And I think it's kind of interesting that Microsoft uh, is also looking into this space and doing it in a context-based use case kind of way. So I think that's really, really, really interesting. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. My four-year-old has a knack for doing things on our phones or our computers or smart devices that we're like, how the hell did she just do that? Like, how did she get there? You know, so anything having to do with um, making it safer for our children to uh, be digital citizens online um, while we're not able to be there 24 seven to watch what they're doing is, is just a peace of mind for parents. So uh, kudos to Microsoft. Yeah. And, you know, some apps are more concerning than others. Right. And Mm -hmm. so I think it's, it's sort of interesting that they're looking at a way to customize parental controls by app. So we'll see if it ever actually becomes a thing, but it's sort of interesting to peruse the different uh, patents that these big, these tech giants come out with and see, follow along to see which ones actually become uh, products. Indeed. Indeed. We hope to see more news on that anyway, on that front. Sue, I found a interesting story about biosensors in face masks. 
uh, to detect COVID-19. So um, there is a study going on at uh, MIT in conjunction with, I believe it's pronounced Weist Institute for Biologically Inspired Engineering at Harvard. They've developed a wearable biosensor technology that can help mass detect COVID-19 in your breath. And the efficacy and accuracy levels are just the same as the standard PCR nasal swab COVID test. And obviously that's cutting edge. We know how uncomfortable those tests can be. And this does it within 90 minutes. So um, really, really cool. Mm. The team of scientists um, are wanting to expand on that and get get it out into the world sooner rather than later. Um, it can be used uh, and extended past COVID-19. Uh, we're talking about scientists or even first responders that could be exposed to dangerous substances or toxins or chemical agents. Um, same thing that the biosensors will be able to detect to give them that, that immediate response. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. Really cool. And, you know, and hopefully, well, they say, you know, that these new strains of COVID-19 are starting to be seen now. So um, mm -hmm. even as we get vaccinated, I, I think the unfortunate reality is that we're going to have to have some awareness and protocols in place for some time to come to help detect viruses and to your point, other dangerous substances in, in people's bodies. And so and does it measure coming in as well and coming into the mask or just the exhale breath? Do you know? So it, goodness, it says here, let's say, I, I, I'm assuming it's like the exhale, but to your point, if it's detecting other, uh, pathogens or toxins, they explain it as nerve gas could be exposed to dangerous pathogens or nerve gas. So I have no idea, but uh, I'm going to keep an eye on this. There's actually um, a female staff scientist, Weiss Institute, that co-authored this study. So my goal, if she's listening, her name is Nina <laughs> Dongjia. Uh, I'm going to reach out to Nina to see if she would be on the show uh, and explain a little bit more about what's going on with the study and um, how quickly we might see it out in public areas. Mm -hmm. Isn't it sort of mind-boggling that a year and a half ago, we probably, most of us didn't even know what an N95 respirator mask or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. and now we're, like, we are all very uh, mindful and paying attention to what's going on in that, that world. Well, I'm going to um, kind of jump along to another news item that's related to COVID-19. And I know as, as the world has begun to open back up, there's a lot of discussion and controversy about going back into the office and can mm -hmm. companies mandate this? Can they not mandate it? What are the protocols around that? I, we had a really interesting conversation with Angela O'Neill of uh, Nextra Solutions on this very topic a, a few weeks ago. And so I just read that Adobe VMware, Twilio, and Asana are all mandating vaccines for those who come back into the office this summer. Um, and that is a departure from the norm that industry leaders like Google and Facebook set earlier this year where they recommended. So, so to be clear, Facebook, Google, Amazon, and Microsoft are among the big names in the tech space that are not imposing vaccine mandates. But some of these other big companies, again, Adobe, VMware, Twilio, and Asana, are saying, yeah, if you wanna come back in, we are mandating it. And then from those uh, companies, Adobe and Asana said that they are gonna to continue to assess the need to impose this rule based on the safety risks and government guidelines and regulations. And Asana and Twilio said that they will actually require proof of employees vaccination status, whereas Adobe and VMware said that they will take employees at their word. So, you know, we talk about this a lot because it's health, 
data, right? And it's data privacy. And that's uh, something that's very much interwoven into many of the conversations we've had with guests here in the We Get Real AF podcast. It sounds from the articles that I've read, like in the tech world, employees by and large are, when they do surveys, are more in favor of requiring a vaccine, employers requiring a vaccine, Mm -hmm. um, more so than like in the general population. But again, this is sort of uncharted territory, and that's a big deal for an employer to require uh, proof that you've been vaccinated and what will the work world of the future look like? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean... (sighs) Again, I'm all about people having their privacy and there's obviously HIPAA in place to, to help with that and give employees that freedom to make their own decisions outside of work. However, when I think about it for even schools, I mean, schools want to see, you know, vaccines for children before they're led into that environment where they're exposing other children to potential illnesses. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know. I'm so torn on it. I'm like, I want people to have their privacy and I get it, but I also like selfishly (laughs) want everybody to get vaccinated Mm -hmm. because if I'm going to travel, if I'm going to send my child to school, if I'm going to be out and about, I want people to do the right thing. And if it's mandated, then they will be forced to do the right thing. But then it's that borderline, Hey, what type of society do we live in if we require people to get certain things when it comes to their health? Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm very yeah. torn. I'm kind of torn too. Cause in, in my head, it's like, well, I'm vaccinated. So I know I'm safe. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, if my kids were little, I would have when it's possible now, right now, it's not really possible to have your kids vaccinated, but I feel like, um, when, when we're protected, then I'm not so worried about whether other people have chosen that path or not. But, um, it, it's interesting because it looks like the the legislative world is leaning in the direction of allowing employers to make this mandate. Mm-hmm. The U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission issued an FAQ, which says that anti-discrimination laws do not bar employers from requiring on-site workers to get vaccinated. However, they still have to accommodate those who refuse for religious or medical reasons. So that's a pretty big loophole, because if you really just don't want to get vaccinated, you could probably say it's for one of those reasons. Well, exactly. And then we circle all the way back to, (laughs) do you really need to be in the office to do the work that you do? And if you don't, then is it on the employer then to, Hey, they've done it for the last year and a half and change. Why not continue to give people that option that if you're not vaccinated, or if you don't want to return into that traditional office environment, to continue the work at home or to mm-hmm. remote work from wherever you are, because we know that it can be done. Right. Exactly. I mean, so much has changed and we're in the middle of it all, right? Uh, it'll be interesting to look back five or 10 years from now and see if people do have medical passports or if that's just maybe not something that actually sticks, right? It's a, it's more of a fear right now than an actual thing. I, I mean, know. and then we've also had the conversation of like the minute you make something mandated, then you have like the black market that can easily generate a uh, medical fake passport, yeah. fake ID, what type of thing where you're like, yeah, I've got it. And then it's like this lie, right? And like how many people are, who's telling the truth and who's telling a lie. And then what's the law that, you know, people who have lied and shown a fake medical passport, what happens to them? And it's like, it's like this big snowball effect. I just feel like there's a lot of different 
Pandora's boxes that can be open <laughs> because yeah. of it. Yeah, no, I agree. Totally. And this is sort of an aside and it's a personal thing because I'm not an anti-vaxxer at all. I am vaccinated, but I just noticed this weekend. It's really weird. My arms started hurting right where my vaccine had gone in. And this has been a couple of months since I've been vaccinated and it's like really sore again, which is kind of strange. So, huh. I don't know what that means. If anybody out there knows, <laughs> maybe I just pulled a muscle that's, you know, coincidentally in the same spot, who knows, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I, I know obviously whenever something's new, your brain goes to, hmm, what do we really know about the long-term effects of this? So I understand people's concerns and anxieties. There is no perfect solution. And I think we all need to approach it with reason, open conversation and uh, compassion for different viewpoints. Absolutely. I mean, that's all we can do. And goodness, We've also talked about how, you know, even prior to COVID, I feel COVID has made people a lot more vulnerable and a lot more um, open to having dialogue with people from different backgrounds and different viewpoints. But even before then, there was like this really big PC culture where you could barely talk to somebody without having the same views and leaving still friends, right? Like it's Mm -hmm. just, we're, we're at a point now where we should be able to have these conversations. It's a tough decision whether you're doing it for religious purposes, whether you're doing it because you don't want to be part of the case study. And we are trying to act quickly and get ahead of this, which obviously we appreciate science. I'm on the other end that I, I do want to get vaccinated, but I'm nursing right now. And I have an eight month old. I know the science is trending toward, Hey, it's good. It doesn't affect babies. Da, da, da. I knees one thing, but like my children is another. And I'm like, mm-hmm my head can't go there right now. And I don't want to have like a what if moment. So I'm going to try to wean him off at a year and then get vaccinated. So I, I'm not one to judge. I, I, I understand. And I like having these conversations because it gets people thinking, but I think that it's the time right now when we need to come together as a society, as like the earth in general, trying to help mm-hmm. one another as human beings. Um, it, we need to just have open conversation and open dialogue versus trying to tear each other down. I agree a hundred percent. And I think it's also just a, a really concrete example of how emerging science and technology impact every single one of us. And we need to keep reading the news, informing ourselves, having these important conversations so mm-hmm. that we do kind of know the full landscape of what is at least the current knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, because it truly, if anything proved that, that science and technology impact every single one of us, uh, even as they are forming, it's the pandemic. So absolutely. Well, um, this has been great to keep tuning in. We, we so appreciate everyone that's been, uh, with us since the very beginning. Um, that's one thing I don't, did we mention it last time, Sue? Like June 30th was one year, one year officially that we've been podcasting. We can consider ourselves podcasters now confidently, like we've been doing it Mm -hmm. and, um, having, having a great time. And again, that's informed our decision to, to form mic drop creative. And yeah, you're going to see us and hear us do a lot of new things, innovative things, and some things will work and we'll continue doing and other things. We'll just say, Hey, it didn't work and move on. Right. And one of the new things that we did start in addition to our main Tuesday release of the, we get really a podcast where we interview women specifically in science, technology, engineering, the arts and math about emerging tech and emerging science topics. We have also introduced for those of you who may not be aware, a second segment that comes out weekly It's called profesh sesh. It releases on Thursdays and it's all things career of everything from how to use LinkedIn to salary negotiation to when to know and how to know 
the way to leave your position and move on to something new. So definitely check that out because it, it covers it all. And we have an awesome talent specialist and recruiter who works with us on that segment, Elisa Walters. So that again is on Thursdays. Yeah. Thanks so much, everybody, for joining us. Uh, continue to follow us and check in and have a great week. Hi, everyone. Yes. Thanks Bye. so much for listening to this episode of We Get Real AF. We're excited to bring you the voices of amazing women and girls who are shaping the future for good. Please help us spread the WeGraph mission of supporting women and girls in emerging tech and science. Follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Our handle is at WeGetRealAF. And visit our website at www.WeGetRealAF.com. Don't forget to like, comment, and to subscribe to the podcast. We also want to give a big shout out and thanks to Sam McLean for providing sound production for the show. You can find Sam on Instagram at McLean Sounds, that's M-C-L-E-A-N-S-O-U-N-D-S, and to our voiceover artist, Veronica Horta, for her show introduction. You can find Veronica on LinkedIn by searching for Veronica Horta, H-O-R-T-A. We'll meet you back here next time for another great conversation about high tech with cool women.